Boy, that was really rude of me. Well, I am so sorry. I turned my volume off, too. Um, yeah, I got a call. I had agreed to do some notary work. I'm a notary for any new listeners after that stunt I just pulled. Uh, Nine-minute show I ran off. But to recap, today was the day I went to homestead with the family. We went to do things and stuff like that. And the way I left it was, oh, so when you're leaving the Keys, you know, whenever you're going someplace, even though it's only 20 minutes, it's about 22 miles to get to Florida City from Key Largo, you have to make it because you could be gone for like two, three hours. Because, like I said, there's only two lifelines into the the keys from Cardstown Road and Overseas Highway from Florida City. And either of them get a serious accident, you're fucked. Yeah, you heard it right. You're fucked. Meaning, you're not... You could be stuck there for hours and hours and hours. So, we went up... Uh, the family, it's good to have some tunes and stuff like that, but it's nice when you travel with someone. It's like, it's, it's like nothing. For those of you in a big city... When you, you, you know, really 20 minutes is not that, 22 minutes to get someplace is not that bad, right? I mean, in a big city, you can go, but you know, we're very lucky. Other people, when they have to, during Marathon or Key West, you got to remember, coming up from Key West, you're, it's a three-hour trip. It is a three-hour trip, three hours there and three hours back. So you're pretty much either, if it's not in Key West, which is a decent size Small town, let's say. But Key Largo isn't it. You, what we have here in the Keys is a Publix and a, a Kmart that's closing. I think it's already closed. Kmart's already closed. But that's that's it. And Kmart sucks, as as Dustin Hoffman said in Rain Man. And it's almost dead now. Who, who's, you know, that's a sad. We salute you. Well... We went up to Homestead, and when you go up to Homestead, you got to eat up in Homestead because you, you only have a certain amount of restaurants down here in the Keys, and if you want something, you know. So we went to a place. Well, we went and did our things. You know, we had to go to the bank, we had to go to Best Buy, and that was it. And then we said, well, since we're up there, we might as well go and have a nice lunch. And we went to this place called the Capri. Now, Florida City. Miami is kind of a Cuban city, right? Miami is a Cuban city. No matter what he said, it's a Cuban city. It's a Cuban-American city. Florida City is Mexican-American. Or home, you know, Florida City and Homestead are Mexican-American. There's a large percentage of that. You have some, you have some gringos there. You have some Cubanos. You got uh, African-Americans. But there's a lot of Mexican people living in, in that town. But they have a pretty decent Italian restaurant there for down here. Not maybe necessarily, but it was good here. And we went into the restaurant and we had a waitress who was on her very first day. And we were her very first customers. Yes, a young lady. I didn't get her name. Nice, nice girl. You could tell she was a little nervous. She didn't know anything. And the person that's trained her telling, and I've said... To my wife and I, daughter, you know, our daughter, I said, "Listen, um, 
this is her first experience, so let's make it good for her. So, you know, because she's going to be putting up with some assholes. You always deal with a couple of assholes and stuff like that. So it was always affirming and all that stuff. And I kind of knew it was her first day. And we were talking. We had a, a nice lunch. And right at the end of it, I kept on saying, you know, you did a very good job. I really appreciate it. Everything was wonderful. And I told, I, I said that to her. And she goes, this is my first day. And I kind of listened. I kind of knew it, you know. She was eager to please, you know, made sure she bring, but, you know, there's certain things, you know, that you, you are telltale for people that are new. And it's one of them is being unsure, uh, unsure of themselves. So I gave her a nice tip, you know, 25, 30% on a decent bill too. And I told her, I said, you did a wonderful job. You know, I was thinking about even leaving her a bigger tip, but then I thought, holy shit. If I'm the only one leaving her 40% for like weeks and weeks and weeks, that's going to suck. That's her first step. She's going to think everything's bad. So I, I figure I better make it like a 30% tip so it's not too crazy for her. And I told her, I said, you're doing a good job. Uh, just, you know, 90% of the job is attitude. And the lady that was training her was saying the same thing. I said, yeah, the, the people you run into, they're, they're not very nice they're a very small percentage, but you will remember them more than the other people. I told her. And I was just trying to be helpful. You know, it's a tough job to get into. Really is a tough job to get into. And it's a tough job to come in, you know, come come into it right at the end of the pandemic. With all the things that, you know, people not used to being out. Some people used to being out. They're still, they're still wearing the mask. And, you know, we're, uh, we're trying to be placating for, you know, some businesses still have them. You know, when employees are wearing them, sometimes it's nice that you wear them because you're doing it out of com- some, like, on-the-surface camaraderie. Like, hey, yeah, we realize you have to, but we're, we're going to take these masks off when we sit down and stuff like that. And we try to maintain. I know people have a problem with the mask and stuff like that. But let me tell you something. I'm in Key Largo right now. Uh, the mask started disappearing, what, a month ago? Or a little longer? It's hard to tell. From the beginning. Maybe two months ago. Or maybe whatever it is. There are a shitload of people I... I noticed they're getting some stomach fight now. Some kind of flu. And spreading like fire, uh, wildfire. I was going to say firefire. What, what? Hey, like I said, I don't drink anymore, so I don't know why I come up with some of these words. And uh, yeah, there's a shitload of people. And I maybe this, how long has it been? June, maybe it was May when they started removing the mask. Uh, early May. It's about 14 months. Who knows? Maybe people's immune systems have not had them exposed to any like mild flu bugs, so their their system's kind of down. But yeah, I mean, these people they they went down for like two days. And it's not COVID thing. It's it's that it's a the stomach flu with the diarrhea and and 
vomiting and all that stuff. I didn't get it, luckily. Who's I may be speaking early. And I'm not rejoicing in it. I'm just saying it, saying what I'm saying. Um, so we, we're up in Homestead. We have a nice meal, and then we're on our way back. And that's the main thing you do when you come back. You're just looking. A lot of times, if you're up in Miami, there's people that work there every day and have to drive up the stretch and down the stretch. And it's just one accident, and your whole return home has changed. Right? You're, it's it's five thirty, and you're right coming home, and someone gets in an accident. You know, some some trailer overturns with a boat, blocking the highway. You're done for hours, and I mean that just changes the nature of your day, doesn't it? I'm I've always added extra value to a job that's near my house. Funny thing, though. While I'm on the road today, I got two calls for my notary stuff. I had to do a vehicle identification number, a mileage check for a tag thing for somebody. And then I got called into a tattoo parlor to have uh, a mother who's getting her two children tattooed. I don't really understand that stuff. Because you're getting wrist tattoos. I think it kind of lowers your... It's kind of... If you get a tattoo when you're young, you're pretty much you're open you're opening the door to more tattoos. Right? Or maybe you're just getting out of the way. Oh, I got a tattoo, I'm done. I see like I did. Remember on my show here? I I had uh, and where I where I did the is a no permission slip to get the child to get a tattoo. But where I uh, went was south of heaven. We did a show from there, and I actually did the show while I was being tattooed. And I left uh, my notary stuff up there, and now I, whenever they need it, I just run up there. And you know, I, I guess they probably would hook me up with a couple other uh, tattoos if I wanted them. But you know, I'm fifty. Seven soon to be fifty-eight. I'm not going to get it. I'm not going to get a shitload of tattoos. I realize the body changes a lot. I don't need something wrinkly. Maybe I should get a tattoo that reads differently when you get all wrinkly, like one of those folding. If you ever, if for this is for the older audience. I don't know if the magazine's still around them, but there was a magazine called uh, Mad Magazine. And actually, it was a TV show, a comedy show that was kind of competitor of Saturday Night Live that uh, they used to have a show. Jim Carrey was on it at one time. I'm just blowing away these younger people. I'm not saying that younger people listen to the show, but if they are. But this Mad Magazine was a humor magazine for kids from 10 to 15, or let's say 8. Well, you had to have at least a 9-year-old sense of humor. It was kind of, it, it, it was the youth version of National Lampoon, right? And then you got to go up to New Yorker thing where you don't even fucking understand the cartoons. But in Mad Magazine, back to the thing, on the back cover, they used to have a picture and it was almost like a big collage and it would be like an innocuous cartoon scene and then you fold it in and it would be another scene that you didn't see. It was kind of humorous and stuff like that. So a tattoo that when you're 20 looks like, hey, 
I like um, I like licking ass or something like that. And then when you get older, I said, could you, you know, it gets wrinkled the same. Could you please lick my ass? You know, something, you know, if it wrinkles together and says it. I told you a joke one time. It's a guy in Jamaica. Uh, he goes to the bathroom. He's on his honeymoon. And he's really jealous of his wife. She's super attractive. And he's jealous of every guy. And he's in the bathroom in Jamaica. And he's standing at the urinal. He sees a guy standing next to him. And his wife's name's Wendy. And he looks down at, he, he inadvertently looks down at the guy's penis, while he's, you know, his dick, when he's taking a piss. And he says, uh, he sees a tattoo and he looks a little closer. And that doesn't get closer. You know, that'd be kind of creepy. He says, Wendy. And he recognizes the guy. He works at the resort they were staying at. And it looked like a fresh tattoo. Right? So the guy gets a little huffy and goes, well, you know, Wendy's not a Jamaican name. May or may not be, but he just thought that. He, so he started getting, you know, started giving the guy uh, the third degree. Asking him, what's his deal? Why do you have Wendy tattooed on your piece? Blah, 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 blah. Did you, did you have something to go on uh, about that? And, you know, is it, are you... Are you screwing around with my wife? And the guy goes, hey, man, don't worry about it. No problem, man. Welcome to the have a nice day. See, get it? Because he's peeing and his penis is flaccid. But when it's turgid or erect, he says, welcome to Jamaica. Have a nice day. With some of those letters making Wendy. Which I don't know how that would, the W, the E, the N, the D, and Y, would it be unwrinkled and all the other numbers. But that's, that's just how the joke works. I had in my in my repertoire since, since I was in high school. And that's pretty much the dirtiest jokes, dirtiest jokes I tell. So where were we? We were talking about the tattoo parlor. Yeah, and I go up there and, and I sign it. And it was a nice, nice couple with their family. They were from the Midwest. I know exactly their name and where they're from, but I don't want to give it away. And they came down for a week and a half, and they were in Jupiter, Florida, on Atlantic Coast, and then they went on the West Coast, and then they went down to Key West, and then they were in Marathon, and now they're up in Keys. And, and I heard all the places they stopped in Florida, and they said, oh, this is their first time in Florida. And I said, oh, wow, you just so you made it. How long a vacation? And they go, a week and a half. And I go, holy crap. And they're catching a plane back tonight. It's kind of awfully close, isn't it? I have to go to the airport to take my uh, wife and daughter pretty soon. And it's an international flight. I just don't get how you can not get there early nowadays. The, first of all, the cost of air travel, considerable, and to be able to miss a flight. And I used to drive people to the airport all the time. I remember before 9-11 and all that shit, before the enhanced security, a friend of mine's wife would always ask me, say, hey, could you give me a ride to the airport? And I go, yeah, sure, sure, I give him a Sounds like a beginning of a porn, doesn't it? Give me right to the airport and make it worth your while. No, but I did it. They were they were friends of mine. So she was, I guess they were around 15 miles from the airport. I had to go all, all the way across the city 
through the downtown. So it's you know, at least a half hour. And she would say, well, my flight's at five. Could you pick me up at four? And I go, you know, how about 3.30? She goes, oh, you can't do it any later. Uh, you can't do it any later. I said, well, I want to give you a little buffer. You know, it's going to, I guess, you know, at 3.30, we're going to miss the beginning traffic and at least, you know, we'll get there, try to get there around 4 o'clock. She goes, ah, I'm fine. She she didn't care if she got to the, if the plane was leaving in 15 minutes, if she got to the gate of the, she didn't, she didn't give a damn. Sometimes if it was five minutes, I got it, I got it. She was a road warrior. You know those people, don't, they don't give a shit. They'll just go and say, and, and they're the people that right before they close the door to the plane, they're running on. Kind of piss you off. Kind of like the kind of like the cruise line people, right? You know the cruise line people when they go in port call and they said you better be back at four o'clock. We drop the gang planes. We pull them in at four o'clock, and that's where we used to hang out and have drinks. That was great. We used to hang out on the side and just watch people run. You see them running up that dock. And sometimes they, they're pulling up and you see them pulling up with a, 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 a golf cart or something like that. And I've, I've been on four, four cruises. There, I mean, there's other people have seen it. I, I know people have seen them when they drop those gangplanks and they start pulling away. That's it. And they usually have a fifteen minute grace period. They get fifteen, twenty minutes. They say we're leaving at four. They have that one down at the bottom of the ship. About not the very bottom, it's above the water line. That'd be funny. You say, Hey, listen, we got one, but you gotta jump in the water and you gotta come up from underneath and go through the fresh water opening. Or water opening on the bottom of the boat. Like in a, in the Titanic or the Poseidon Adventure. But I digress. So yeah, I had had a busy day. I had to go out and do this, and that's what I did when I left that for that live call. I had promised to do that signing, and I assumed they were coming up from Marathon, and they had called me an hour before. But I, they were they called me from Layton, which is only about forty miles south of here. About forty miles south of here, so they they made it, they made it really quick. They they made it about forty five minutes. I thought they were going to be an hour and fifteen minutes, so I thought I was going to have like an extra. Uh, do that last show twenty minutes. You see me put a picture of Putin on the uh, cover of this episode. I mean, I guess if I was in Russia, I would be in jail right now. So it doesn't make me particularly brave. But I, Putin does suck. You know, and it sucks that we have to. Our president has to go and talk to them because the guy's the leader of a country, uh, leader of a country that has nuclear weapons. Because otherwise, if they didn't have nuclear weapons, they wouldn't see them. I think my girl just got home. So there's going to be a little noise coming in when that door opens up. So don't be surprised. I don't have to explain to them when they come in to watch what they say. But... It bothers me to no end that we have to treat with a man 
who kills his political opponents and imprisons the opposition, restricts, you know, uh, you know, uh, restricts voting. And this supposedly democratic. It's an autocratic country, Russia, right now. And Putin just declared, uh, I forgot the guy's name, Navalnik, Navalsky, or whatever his name. He poisoned him, and the guy went to Germany to be treated, and then he came back, and as soon as he came back, he was arrested. A bold guy. I don't know what the purpose of the guy, Navalsky, or whatever his name was, why he came back to be imprisoned. I guess maybe they threatened his family or something like that. I just think this sucks, you know? And, you know, I don't... I'm not here that anything I, anything I say doesn't really affect Putin. But I did notice last week I had six downloads in the Russian Federation. And... I'm thinking, well, I better let them know that I'm not a big fan of their president right now or premier, whatever. There's two, they have a two-tier system. They have a president and a premier, I think. So they split their head of state and their head of government. I think Putin may be both. And um, just so, I mean... uh, it's not that I don't want a following in Russia. I just don't want you to be listening for a long time and say, wait a second. They're saying shit about our president. He's saying shit about our president. And I say, just let it get off my chest. But I do appreciate, I love Russians. I do. I think they're wonderful people. I'm, the Russians that I met, I went to school in Philadelphia, I went to Temple University, uh, a couple Russian girls, I... I I haven't dated a Russian girl, but my, my wife is Polish. And that's, I mean, don't call her Russian. Oh, here they come through the door. Um, so right now, I'm going to start signing up. I feel like it's the uh, interior ministry troops, um, uh, police are coming through the door right now, and they're going to bust me. So I better sign off. Thank you for listening to the show. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. It's a short show now, but in combination with the second show. You want to say hi, Sky? Hi. Hello. That's my daughter. Okay. I told yeah. Oh, you can say you can say something, hi, huh? Hello. You can say hi. Say hello. You never I'm gonna be talking. Say talk. <laughs> talk. You got your beauty supplies? <laughs> <laughs> supplies, supplies. Okay. Thank you very much. If you do like the show, please share the show with your friends, uh, your neighbors, your relatives, and like us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And if you have any questions, send them to, uh, (coughs) excuse me, oh, send them to Jim, J-I-M, at keysbartender.com. And uh, I'd like to thank all my listeners uh, from all over. So take care. Bye.